0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington.
1: And I am Bill Knight. Happy Monday. It's all Hallow's Eve, I guess, today. Or yes. However, that I don't keep up with that. I just don't. It's the 20th. So, Are you
0: ready for Halloween and those little trick-or-treaters, those little gremlins coming to your house? You know, they,
1: you know they don't come to my house because they go... Oh, that they
0: know Friday. better. <laughs> they <laughs>
1: know better. They, yeah, <laughs> Mommy's go. Stay away from that old guy. No, I'm kidding. But no, they, I, you know, it's very rare I'll have candy available. Uh, but, you know, for you like
0: know. 35 years, honest to God, rain, snow, sleet, hail, whatever the weather, I would sit outside with the candy and greet every single trick or treater. I don't know why I did it. Maybe it was because I was protective for my kids when they were small. But even after they mm. grew up, and went on their own merry way with their own trick or treat stuff. I still would sit out there and greet the kids and give them candy. And wow. uh, I know I didn't wear any mask or anything like that because they were frightened enough as it is when they saw me. You know, they, yeah. I, I didn't need you didn't it. Didn't have to. Oh I mean, my was, God! Look at that guy. You're,
1: uh, yeah, you're born with that face. You may but, as well take advantage of it one day out of the year. But hey, But you know? well,
0: when the uh, pandemic hit, uh, my my daughter said, "Enough, Dad. Enough." You know, she he didn't want me. I guess she figured I might get sick with all these kids from all these different places. So she did it. She did. She took the mantle, and she now she gives the candy out. And uh, I I can stay inside. But seriously, you know, what, what I f- remember about Halloween, and people forget this, where I lived, there were some days it would be like 75 degrees. It felt like springtime. Other yeah. days, other Halloweens here, it snowed figure that one out. So that's the time of year it is where we are. We're right in the middle of everything. You know, Uh, one day, you know, they're talking about freeze warnings now, things like that. I live in the Northeast and, uh, you know, we, I was just kind of getting used to summertime and all of a sudden it's gone.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, um, hey, well, you know we had a hot summer, so you know I welcome the winter, but I don't welcome shoveling snow. No, neither do uh, I. And the freezing cold tundra, because I'm not going to sit on the porch then and watch the, uh, I, the I, snowflakes fall.
0: I know, I know. I, I, I have friends of mine who have moved to Florida, and they just sort of every time I talk to them, it's they, they smile. Like, <laughs> how's the weather, Jim? Oh, it's, uh, it's cold. Oh yeah, it's cold here too. It was like 74. I, you want
1: to reach through the phone, you know, you just, you really do. <laughs> you want to throttle them. Yes, exactly. You know, everywhere has got its its points, though. There are times mm-hmm. when things are good and there are times when things are bad, even down in Florida, because I live down there. And June, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of a monsoon month, you know, when you, you know, temperatures are warm, but you get that heavy, Humidity. torrential Ooh. Rain, Oh, it was the humidity after oh. the rain. Yeah. I mean, like, I'd go down to Sawgrass Mall or something like that, and the big giant parking lot was a moat. It was a lake. You yeah. know, it's like, all right, it's going to stop the truck here. We got to get out the oars and we're going to paddle. Uh, you know, into, what I remember
0: uh, about, I was in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I remember about South Carolina in the summertime was that it would rain torrential rains for like mm-hmm. 15 minutes. And then it would go away. Yeah, and, yeah. and then
1: it's sunny, but yeah. yeah, the the remnants are still there. Yeah,
0: the humidity, the the it, it was uh, it wasn't all that pleasant. I was in Bermuda on my honeymoon, and Bermuda was ninety nine percent sunshine. But when it rained, it it was like someone went into your shower and turned it on full blast for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and then it turned it off completely off. And then, like I said before, you had the humidity. The nice thing about Bermuda. Is that Bermuda is an island? There's a lot of breezes, so it would kind of blow the humidity away, kind of dry mm-hmm. things up a little faster. Uh, but and I got to go back there sometime. I keep saying, you know, I'm gonna go, Jim. You got to go back to Bermuda just just for the heck of it. It's been a long time, you know. But then I, it just keeps slipping by. Isn't that how life is? You want to do stuff, yeah, you know. But you should yeah. do
1: it because you never. know. I will tell you this. Warmed-over coffee is never good the second time around. It won't be the Bermuda that you remember. <laughs> it won't uh, be. Yes, you're right. Uh, so, uh, but go and just keep that in mind. I mean, I have a you know a couple of places that I like to go. I just want to go
0: while I still can remember it. You know.
1: <laughs> well, I don't remember last week. To I be know. honest with you, I yeah. really don't. So, uh, oh, and we're not we're not going to go there, but yeah you know I'd go back and visit what the heck you know life uh, life is too short. it is. and tomorrow's not promised. Ask uh, Matthew Perry, boy, that was sad. Oh was
0: that weekend. was terrible news. yeah, he was a funny guy, talented young actor, fifty four years old. Uh, he had the world by the tail and one of the things that he said and I, I find I found this as being very telling. He said nobody wanted to be famous more than me this is Matthew Perry nobody wanted to be famous more than me I wanted to be famous and then I got there and I found out it didn't fulfill it didn't do what he thought it was going to do you know he all of his young life he kept wanting to be a star be a star and then he was a star and he found out that it just wasn't what he thought it was going to be you know which is sad you know and he it's got into he got into drugs. He got into, into alcohol, Bill, and uh, uh he said they said over the past couple of years he cleaned up his act. But I think you told me one of his friends said he would slipped.
1: Well, there's all the controversy around because you know he drowned in his hot tub. The first, well, the first story he drowned in his pool. He drowned in his hot tub. You know, you don't. You yeah. Uh, What you hear is not always exactly so. It's hearsay. Yep. And then, uh, you know, the story is, well, you know, he was ultra-vax guy, but he had uh, a heart attack. Well, that can cause that. But was that it? Then, you know, some guy comes along. Well, you know, there was a mysterious call. The person that found him, his manager or whatever, that found him unresponsive called a mystery woman. Ah, he was slipping back into his old habit. He
0: had a a T-shirt that said, nobody is more vaxxed. No, can anyone be more vaxxed than me? Question mark. That was his T-shirt. He wore it around. Obviously, he was proud of the fact that he gotten totally vaxxed. Can anyone be more vaxxed than me? Well, now, you how know, many? I have people, a theory on that. Va- and I'm vaxing. just getting to that. Just getting to that point. We talked about this yest yesterday. And I, this is kind of an interesting theory. A lot of people would say it's nonsense and far-fetched. But it's something to consider because it seems that more and more people are dying. Young people yeah. are dying who are fully vaxxed.
1: Yeah. Look, it's only my observation. I, I don't know that you call it a theory or anything, but don't sit there and accredit it to anything. Just accredit it to bl-
0: Bill. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll
1: take the blame for it because, you know, no, I'm not vaxxed. You know, and and mm-hmm. on Formica, yeah. Uh, you know, things have been very well, but again, tomorrow's not promised. But my observation is, it's like a person that's on death row, waiting for that call from the governor, and he's basically got three chances. If he dies by lethal injection, there are three plungers. Phase one goes in, not really anything. That's but saline,
0: usually cleans it's out saline, the line. Clean, yeah,
1: yeah. Then chemical the first chemical that's injection number two it puts you out right so anytime during that process the the governor can call all right but after number three hits you, that's it you're done. And basically we had three vaxes now there are more after that but it seems that after the third vax in my observation, that's when we had people start falling, and i'm going Is you know this- bill
0: i think i think though that when they when they hit the button right i i don't think you have the choices to stop the proceeding no they're gone when no when you when you have three plungers the saline the mm-hmm. knockout drug which you know puts you under and then the poison that kills you but they're right. like they're like three separate vials, and I don't think they can stop them mid...
1: No, they have to get everything yeah. out of your arm. You know, now that could be TV theatrics. But my point is, it's almost like we are being introduced to a slow death. Again, it's just kind of a weird set of uh, circumstances. But now, you know, you got Dr. Fauci out there going... Well, you know, uh, you know, there's a, there's a new virus worse than COVID that's gonna. I'll tell you, Bill.
0: I don't know whether your theory get it, for that. I don't know whether your theory is accurate, but it m- could make for an interesting screenplay.
1: I'll tell you, I probably rate, so. You like I, I said, bit. it's a weird observation, but mm. you know, you look at the people that are vaxxed that are proud that they were vaxxed, and they're dropping like flies. Mm. And they didn't have one, they didn't have two, but they had all three shots. And mm. you know, huh? Yeah, I got all, uh, yeah, and true. they're done. And I'm not saying that to make fun. It's not a joke. You know, death is not a joke.
0: No, but
1: you know, again, take that and it's it's uh, an interesting that- theory.
0: And, and, and look at it, it seems that the people who have had all the vaccines are getting sick or dying.
1: Well, you a know, lot of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, did we really vet everything the no. way it should have been vetted? Probably not, and that, that blame gets all across the table. You know what makes me because... nervous, Bill? No, me?
0: I, I might no, 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 no. My my doctor who does listen to this program on occasion. All right, he, he's going to have no. something to say about yeah, it. Yeah, he's going to probably slap me around the exam room when I see him in a couple of weeks. But uh, uh, what bothers me is the new flu vaccine. From what I've read, they have two versions of it, a standard version and an extra strength version for the elderly for senior citizens. And I'm, oh, thinking, really? I'm thinking, wait a second. Well, 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 I've been getting flu shots my whole life. What is this bonus that the seniors get, you know? Oh, we're going to give a little extra stuff for the uh, seniors.
1: Yeah, and, what's uh, that?
0: I don't know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to ask him about it when I see it, when I see him in a, in a couple of weeks. You uh, know what
1: he's going to tell you, though, what he's been given, you know, he, he, he's got a press release on it. Mm-hmm. And he's a doctor. He's, he's got to believe that what he's got, his intel, is right. But, you know, he's going to say, oh, well, these are the positive. You know, yes. and he's going to spew it out like he's done all his research on it. And he probably has. But that doesn't mean.
0: The research is time, valid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How many times have you gotten stuff you're going, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That make, Well, it makes sense. And then you find out later, I wish I would have never read that damn thing. It was so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
0: uh, look at everybody believe Fauci for the longest time. We thought he was like coming down from the mount with the tablets. You know, I mean, but, you know, my God, Anthony Fauci said that. Oh my God, should I genuflect now or later? You know, uh, but look
1: at look at the look at the uh, power that he's got on people because we knew he was lying. We know he was lying, but he's coming back saying, "Well, there's another one." Oh, I know. He's, Fauci. Well, he
0: still got a lot of people who even now haven't been paying attention. I mean, you, you and sell I pay a attention. Lie enough. It's the truth, Bill. You and I pay attention. The people who listen to this podcast pay attention. They're looking around for answers, but there's a lot of people out there that all they do is look at the spread, find out who won last uh, night's um, Sunday night football game, uh, who's playing on Thursday night, what are the odds. I mean, they're just into totally irrelevant stuff. In the meantime, the world around them is turning to doo doo. Okay, and they don't even know it yet. Uh, Some people are just now starting to consider the possibility that maybe the 2020 election might not have been, you know, above board. They're just now figuring that out.
1: Funny thing you should mention that because I tested it last night and it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a story out where, and I think we talked about it a week or two ago, where Alexa, if you'd ask, Alexa was saying that the 2020 election was stolen. Mm-hmm. So now I have—I don't have Alexa. my I renamed mine Ziggy. And I asked last night if the election was stolen. And she got about six or seven seconds into the diatribe mm-hmm. and then just stopped. It froze. <laughs> so I had to ask a series of questions and then go back and ask the question again. And then all of a sudden it came back with, well, you know, all of, you know, the fake this and the fake that, and, all, and I'm going, uh-huh. So I started asking other questions about, you know, mm-hmm. her being manipulated and stuff like that. And then I finally got the thing, well, I don't know the answer <laughs> to that. And I was like, going, you confuse the AI. <laughs> no, well, there's, yeah, you know, I have a story I'll mention later about, you know, when you're asking questions. You might be asking questions or saying things 24 7 and you just don't realize it. Well, I got to
0: tell you, folks. Uh, so we've had a little fun so far, but yeah, there's a lot on the news. of serious stuff going on in the world right now. Over the weekend, uh, the war continues. You know, in public, Joe Biden's saying, We're standing shoulder to shoulder with. No, wake up, Joe. We're standing shoulder to shoulder with Israel. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fine. But then we have our our diplomats saying to the Israelis, well, maybe you should cease fire. Maybe you should hold back until we get more of the hostages out. You know, and Israel is determined. They're the guys who are right there on the front lines. They have determined that all the the Hamas people are doing were stalling for time. They would release like five or ten prisoners just so that it would kind of give you this false hope that you were making progress. And that was their stall tactic. They would say, well, okay, we'll give you 10 more prisoners. They, they use them like chips, you know, mm. in, in, in a game. Um, and finally, Israel said, no, we can't do this anymore. The window, our window of opportunity is closing. They're fortifying their place. We've got to go in now. and We've got to end this. And we'll, we and nobody and someone said this on television yesterday, and it's true. There's no attacking army that is more sensitive to the PR that'll be used against them if they just summarily go in there and kill civilians to get the job done. You know, right. so they're being very cautious about what they're hitting. They supposedly went in and hit a hundred key Hamas targets in Gaza they they found out where these places were and they went in and hit these selected uh, places to take out these hot spots these Hamas hot spots without killing lots of people you know i i want to remind people a lot of the younger people who don't know a damn thing about history that even our own country in world war II, we firebombed cities like dresden germany uh back in in the late part of world war 2 so yeah. much so that they had, they had firestorms, like as if it were a, uh, an atomic bomb. You know, when you drop an atomic bomb, uh, it is such an intense explosion that it causes firestorms, where it's a, like a ripple effect of devastation. And we use conventional bombs on Dresden, but yet it was such an, an enormous amount of, of uh, bombing that uh, it caused the same effect fire bombs caused firestorms it was amazing it was terrible but there was no selective dropping it was like they dropped it on the city of dresden if you're down there men women whatever to, that was it war is awful war is not selective you can't go mm-hmm. into you can't go into a war and say okay we're not we're going to go to war with the uh, hamas leaders but we're not going to we're not going to kill any civilians. That isn't going to happen. Unfortunately, that that is. They they have been asked over and over again to leave and evacuate uh, the city, Gaza City, <clears throat> Gaza City. Mm-hmm. They uh, a lot of people have, but a lot of people have been told by Hamas, "You better not move." Hamas is intentionally using them as a shield, as an umbrella. Yeah, human shields. And, and well, it yeah, well
1: yeah, like you said, Israeli troops. I mean, they're uh they're advancing on Hamas right now. So pretty heavy firing and uh it's it's not looking pretty Angelina Jolie. You know, is going, Oh well, you know, the uh uh the bloodshed from Hamas uh does not warrant what Israeli Israel is doing to them right now. First like, of all oh, stop. Gee,
0: we're, You know, Bill these people we in our in our nincompoop society okay we have given so much credence right to these celebrities we've given them intelligence that they don't they don't deserve please if a guy is a good actor or a woman is a good actress it doesn't mean they're geniuses that they are smart people you know you can take a uh, a parrot, and it will imitate you, you know? And mm-hmm. essentially, if you're an actor, you're kind of imitating life, you know? A, look, at I, I, there are some actors out there that can do some amazing stuff. They, they really work at their craft. But those same people, if you sit them, sit them down and start talking about current events, they will look glass-eyed at you, like, uh, well, I, I mean, they don't know what's going on. But yet we give them
1: deference. And uh, that's. Well, that's my point is that, uh, you know, who is she to say? And war is you have to do things. And and look, Hamas, uh, they have been set out through time to eliminate Jews, the Jewish people. They want to eliminate. So. How do you put a governor on your attack on that? I mean, they attacked brutally. There was no warning. There was no notice, hey, we're going to come do this. Look at those those young kids that were at a concert. They showed no mercy. They came in. They flew in. And then even if they were in the bathroom, in the outhouse, they gunned it down with joy. They, 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 they raped. Just,
0: they, raped they, they did the most heinous things to... Uh, these poor, innocent civilians. they the raped, they, they ra- burned and decapitated. They did. They raped women, and then mm-hmm. they killed them after they raped them. One kid, one Hamas kid, he called, it's on video, he called his mother with joy to tell her he had just killed 10 Jews. Just killed, and he was gleeful. He was calling for her approval. I just killed 10 Jews. You know, these are human beings, my friend. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just reading a story, Bill. This poison is in our cities now, in a lot of our schools, Uh, Cornell University. A lot Mm -hmm. of the students are literally, uh, they're afraid to go to class. They had a, uh, uh, a kosher dining room that a lot of the students, the Jewish students used. That they are, they they won't go and sit in it because they're afraid that they'll be fish in a barrel. This kosher dining room, it's all. Do Jewish. you ever
1: think that they'll get back to any kind of normalcy? At least not in this lifetime. It's going to take a while after what's happened. What I can't figure out, and I guess this
0: truly goes to education. This goes to uh, the the young students now don't have the proper education you would think that if they knew what happened 75 years ago, 80 years ago uh, in Europe with the Holocaust, mm. they would have, they'd be sensitive to how the Jewish people feel. And I don't think they, they either know about it or I don't think they believe it. You know, I, I, it's like they don't know the atrocity that was just uh, in the in the in the realm of history was just a fraction of a second ago. I mean, history on a whole is centuries and centuries. If you look at if you look at what happened in the Holocaust, it, that was a snap of a finger ago. I mean, it was just a short time ago in Europe, where people right. were taken and and they were they were shot in pits and they were uh, thrown into uh, crematoriums. They, they were the, the, the most heinous things. You know, my dad, I don't mean to, to steer off the... My, my dad well, was okay. a, a forward observer. He was in a unit that had some, uh, I guess, attachment with the British. Uh, and the British and the Canadians were uh, given the credit for uh, liberating Bergen-Belsen. That was a, a camp. But my dad's unit was part of the group of soldiers that were there, and they got very little credit except... My dad was recognized uh, by B'nai B'rith, would you believe. Um, we're not Jewish, uh, but he was recognized for his part in the liberation. But I wanted to tell you a story before I forget. My dad had major surgery uh, mm. back about, uh, oh gosh, it was uh, in the late uh, 80s. And, I mean, it was in you know, late 90s, okay? And he was, after the major surgery, he was sent to recovery, And the rehab doctor who was working on my dad, they were talking one day. One day my dad mentioned that he was part of the unit that liberated Bergen-Belsen. And the doctor started, I guess, to cry or get emotional. Mm -hmm. And he said, Mr. Harrington, I owe you so much. And my my dad said, what are you talking about? He said, well, my mother was in Bergen-Belsen. And you liberated... You were part of the liberation group that went in there. And if you hadn't done that, possibly I wouldn't be here today. And, and, you know, (coughs) excuse me, you never think that it's going to reach you personally, but it does. It can. It truly is a small world, friends. It is a very small world. I mean, that happened in southeastern Massachusetts, but yet it it was a direct connection to a concentration camp over in Europe. You know, I mean, uh, people, the young kids today, they don't realize what just happened in this world that we live in. And yet they're they're repeating it. They're marching for uh, the Hamas. They're saying that what happened was good on the 7th of October. I mean, they're 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 joining forces with the wrong side. And now they're even going so far as to threatening the Jews. You know, yeah. uh, I I don't know. I this cannot end well. The uh, the report that just came out yesterday or, or Friday, Border Patrol, they stopped a hundred Syrian and fifty Iranian at the border last month.
1: Yeah, and it's only going to. Well, who knows how deep it goes in the United States with these sales, and. I, I think that they – look, over the weekend, I made a comment that, you know, I used to do TikTok videos. I took it off my phone. I don't do it anymore. And for whatever reason, Saturday night, my phone went off. And it was video after video after video, Hamas video, all the same video. They were streaming on multiple, you know – Channels? Channels, channels, or whatever you call it, or accounts – and it, it was all you know simulcast, all the same thing all at the same time. you couldn't get away from it. You'd turn it off and boom, it would pop back. and then I said, forget this, and I went to Facebook and boom, there it was again. And maybe other people experienced that. But I'm like going, I thought this is bad. I actually turned off the phone, and said, I got to get up. I got games to do on Sunday for you know Peewee mm-hmm. League football, but either way, I didn't want anything to do with that, but I thought, I may not wake up to the same world tomorrow morning that I'm experiencing right now. You know, that something was going to happen. And it was interesting. And I still believe it is.
0: You and I talked. Oh, I, I do, too. I, I think we're on the verge of uh, amazing terrorist attacks in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and th- this administration, we talked about this last week. You would have thought one of the first things when this war started... In the Middle East, the first things they would have announced that as of now, all borders are closed in this country. You know, we're taking charge and control of our borders, completely locking everything down because of our connection and our relationship with the Middle Eastern war. You know, we've got to protect our fronts. They've said nothing, nothing at all. They just keep its business as usual at the border. This guy, Biden, it's like he he wants this to happen. But you were talking Mm -hmm. with me uh, over the weekend about that story you just mentioned about how all these different social media sites were literally, uh, they were taken control by by Hamas and Hamas supporters, and they were showing this video. And I said to you, you know, it's interesting you should say that because for 17 years— I had a bio on Wikipedia that I didn't put by the way. It, yeah. was, it was put up there by a company that I worked for that wanted a bio about people who were working with it, you know, and so they put a bio up on me and it stayed for 17 years. 17 I I didn't touch it, I didn't add to it, I didn't detract from it. There was nothing that was controversial about my bio, trust me. It's uh it's just it's like my resume, essentially, but made to sound like an article, right? So all of a sudden, I go to check on it for some reason this past Friday, and it's disappeared. It's gone. No, they're supposed to, by the way, Wikipedia is supposed to warn you if there's something you've done wrong. And there's supposed to be an administration process before they remove an article. You know, there's, there's supposed to be, you're not usually summarily removed. So I I did send them a a little message saying, you know, hey, I don't know what you guys are doing. I know this is against your standards, but uh, I was removed without any uh, knowledge. There was no warning from you that it was going to happen. It was just gone. Either I've been hacked or you've changed your policies. I have not heard back and it's still not there anymore, which is fine. I don't care. But what is there? What you will find, I I did a deep search, is the Arabic version of my bio, apparently. I I guess it's my bio. It has the same pictures, you know. That's out there. Mm -hmm. But the English version of it is gone. So either it was hacked or there's something up uh, with Wikipedia. I don't know much about it. I've heard stories about them not being uh, as open and forthright as you would think they were, or maybe or they once were. But uh, Well,
1: here's the rub. You know, Israel supposedly cut off their Internet, all forms of communication and everything. And then what I tell you happened on Saturday night did happen indeed on Saturday night. And then I Googled it to see what's going on. And it said the story was that Hamas has taken over TikTok. So you might see a lot of feeds there. That they've done it. So they're showing you that you can't stop them. They're everywhere, and they have control of this media. And how far are they going to reach with it and go with it? And I may as well bring up another story right now that I found interesting. You have you have an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. You ever get an orange dot on it? Yeah.
2: I, I you know have. what that means? Yeah.
1: no. Oh, well, I will tell you what it means. If you see that little orange dot, it means your microphone is on and an app is listening to you. Are you serious? I am serious. Oh, my. I didn't know that. Yeah, the the iPhone lets you know when your microphone is turned on. (laughs) Apparently, the Android doesn't, but the iPhone is telling you, yeah, there's an app inside of you listening to your every conversation. Now, supposedly, it's for marketing and stuff like that. Bull Can you
0: turn your microphone off?
1: I, well, I guess so, but you know what? You know, just like I know, you can turn off the power to your computer and yet you wake up the next morning and unless that thing is unplugged, it It happened Friday
0: night, Bill Friday night. I turned the power off to my computer completely. You would
1: have to, you know, it's got capacitors that hold juice so mm-hmm. there are probably microchips in there that can turn on even if you unplug the power power. You would have to disconnect the internet, unplug the power, and then you might be safe because I don't know, but Friday the phone night is, I turned sp- my power
0: off Saturday morning I went over getting ready to do our update program mm-hmm. and the computer was on.
1: Any kind of device you got that's Apple, now any kind of device. I'm sure that uh, Alexa over there which has got a different name I, if I paid attention, because obviously for her to hear me, uh, she's got a microphone that's on. So we know that's on all the Now, you can shut
0: your microphone on her off. She has a button, supposedly. What? Is there a bypass yeah. in it? Yeah. There's a button you press. Is there a bypass in it? I have no idea.
1: Okay. Did have no idea. Did you, know, did you know that orange dot in your phone meant that you were being listening Absolutely to? Absolutely not.
0: Or i Many times I've, you know, powered up and seen the orange dot in the upper right-hand corner, little tiny orange dot, and thought, Yeah, oh, up there by wonder, where you see the yeah, little
1: uh, signal for the Wi-Fi yeah, and all of that. I wonder
0: what that is. Oh, that must be. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: I got an orange dot right now on my computer on uh, that's right by that little Wi-Fi thing. So I'm going like, is it because of our connection, or is it because something's plugged into this monitoring? Is there an app in here that's taking what we do? and sending it well obviously to an advertiser because i need a daddy need a new pair of shoes
0: well i'll tell you we were talking this morning bill and i were talking before the show and i was just casually doing a search for my name i figured i wanted to see whether wikipedia had rectified the problem and reinstated the uh, the the 17 year old bio on me maybe they figured it, you know he's probably dead maybe not <laughs> but anyway they they hadn't done it but I stumbled into news articles about Bill and I about this show that were out like two years ago that we had no knowledge of. There were quotes in there from us.
1: Yeah, but you found, and I can tell you, if you search Bill Knight, you go, damn, he owns a Ford dealership in Tulsa. He's a pretty rich guy. I don't own a Ford dealership. Well, he's a big, tall you know, man of authenticity, and he played basketball, and has streets named after him. I lived in that town once, but where he's from. But I am not him. No, I'm different. But they had stories that go back to '77 and maybe '80, 80, '81. Yeah, uh, well,
0: I've had I've had that happen to me too. I've, they've had me down as a Democratic politician from uh, Dallas. Oh. They had me down as a judge, an, an author from San Francisco. You know,
1: the, I'm a famous chef on yeah. one search. Yeah. I mean, pfft. look, it's. But if you put you know, in
0: things like Bill Knight radio host where you you're more specific in your search, then it'll it'll target more stories on you specifically. It,
1: yeah. You know? The stuff that they got, they had to really look for. But, you know, uh I, and, but then they missed a lot of things, even going back then. For, for that time in history, yeah, I did those certain radio things. But they might have found that I was connected to some other projects out in California. But who So, knows? Bill,
0: let me ask you a question. You're a parent. You're spending $85,000 a year or thereabouts, I'm rounding that off, to send your kids to Cornell University so they can be threatened by the pro-Palestinian group on campus.
1: I'd get them off that campus and they would be going to a different college. I want them okay. to get an education, not be threatened.
0: I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Uh, I mean, you spend all that money to send your kid to a phenomenal school with a, quote, great reputation, end quote, and you find out that your, your children are afraid to leave the dormitory. They're afraid to even go to class because some of these young children come from Orthodox families, so they wear a yarmulke. So that says, target me here. You know, I would tell my young Jewish friends that there must be uh, a way. To, I would say, look it, you have dispensation from wearing the yarmulke. Yes, you're Orthodox. Yes, you have certain beliefs. God bless you, but God doesn't want you to get hurt. So my suggestion to you is for the time being, uh, take a break from the yarmulke so that you don't put yourself in more danger. You know, God, you you you're mm-hmm. more important to God by being alive, all right, than than to be walking around with your yarmulke. Uh, I mean, I I applaud you. You have strong religious beliefs in this world today. That says a lot about who you are, and you should be applauded for having strong beliefs. But You should be around for your family and your kids in the future. And you may not be if you're wearing a Target. And these are dangerous times. I mean, um, oh, by the way, speaking of dangerous times, before I forget, and you know when you're my age, you have to seize the moment when you remember something. This guy, Robert, this Robert Card guy up in Maine, this was an— this is something you will not hear in mainstream media. So but, he didn't blow his head off, is what you? No, going no, to tell no. Me. What I'm telling you is, the Daily Mail, when they first reported they found his body, the line was, and I'm going to come as close as I can. It's a paraphrase, but it's close. Uh, the the body of Robert Card uh, has been found with two wounds to the head. Hmm. Now he committed suicide, friends. Uh, I don't know of too many guys who commit suicide with two wounds to the head, okay? But the, that one storyline was on the, uh, the media for about, uh, I guess, a few hours, and then it was pulled back from, by the Daily Mail. But, you know, when you put anything on the Internet, once you put it out there, somebody's going to screen grab it.
1: There's a trace somewhere, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, you, you know, it's never really gone that's why you should tell uh, these young people who think it's great to have uh, sex selfies out there. Oh, I'll put it up there and I'll take it down. Once it's out there, it's gone. It has a life of its own, but so did this uh, article. And, mm-hmm. uh, so somebody screen grabbed it and posted it on one of the websites and it's there, you know, he, with he, he, committed, suicide. his body was found with two wounds to the head. I'm sorry, friends, uh, that that's not suicide. That's murder. But we'll never know because the story they're telling us they they found his body. He he self with self inflicted gunshot wound to the head, and that's it. And end of story. Move on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there we'll never know the story. We'll never know the true story. That's like trying to go back to uh, the Kennedy assassination or assassinations and get the true story on both of those. We're we're not gonna know. Ever the
0: uh, over the weekend, Maria Bartiromo's show had uh, our new Speaker yeah. of the House, uh, Mike Johnson, and she asked him about uh, uh, the. Uh, support, the U.S. support to Israel. Here's what he said. Well, listen,
2: we're going to move a standalone Israel funding bill this week in the House. I know uh, our colleagues, our Republican uh, colleagues in the Senate uh, have a similar measure. We believe that that is a pressing and urgent need. There, there are lots of things going on around the world uh, that we have to address, and we will. Uh, but right now, what's happening in Israel uh, takes the immediate attention, and I think we've got to separate that and get it through. I, I believe there'll be bipartisan support for that, and I'm going to push very hard for it. Do you believe there'll be bipartisan support in the Senate? Will it pass muster there? I think it will. My intention is not to uh, use this for any partisan political gamesmanship. This is a very serious matter. And we heard uh, reports, firsthand reports last night at that event. Uh, They were telling us the the, the terrible things that are happening there, the atrocities. there. I I can't even repeat to you on television some of the things that they told us firsthand that they've seen in Israel at at the hands of Hamas and and their their accomplices. And so we've got to address this now. We should not waste any more time. And I think we'll get it through the House this week. What should be the response to all of this anti-Semitism we're seeing on colleges campuses? Has the administration taken that on? I don't think they've they've taken a stance on it at all that I've seen. Certainly not a strong one, but we should. It's it's just despicable. We're seeing this happen on college campuses across the country. Our public universities and our private universities used to be the bastion of of free speech and and debate and and, uh, respect for opposing views. We don't see that anymore. And and even uh, I I saw a report early this morning. I only got about two hours of sleep last night. But when I uh, saw the headlines on the way out to come visit with you, I saw that there was a a physical disturbance at Tulane. University in my home state down in the New Orleans area. Um, We've got to get a handle on this. And there's a lot of measures here in the House and and ideas that that House members are discussing on how we might, uh, what what Congress may do in that space. And we'll be talking about that in earnest in the days ahead.
0: You know, you and I talked about about what's happening on the college campuses. And it occurred to me, I think we may have talked about this on our Weekend Update show, but Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the people coming across the border are. They're military-aged men, single men. I mean, so much so that reporters said, hey, look at this, and they would show video, and they were orderly, and they were row after row after row of, of men coming across the border, military age. I mean, it was like they were shipping an army into our country. And right. So if I were the bad guys and I wanted to tear this country apart, one of the things I would have realized is, wait a second, you see what happened in 2020 with BLM and Antifa? You know, they kind of infiltrated the youth, and they, and they, they saw the damage that was done and the control, how it paralyzed our police officers in our local governments and how it crippled our country. And they realized, wait a second, if we send in our guys, the young men who can maybe speak English— who can go in, and they can infiltrate these campuses. I mean, they're all young people. How do you know? How do you know if you're in New York City and a young guy walks in and he looks like he's maybe from uh, a foreign country, he has an ethnic look about him? You know, how hmm. do you, how do you know uh, he's not a student? You don't. So I mean, he infiltrates and maybe he starts to get people riled up, or let's say a whole bunch of them. You know, what do they say about crowds? You know, a couple of people, no big deal, but the more people you add to a crowd to cause trouble, the more infectious it is and the the more violent it may become. And and you wonder whether that's what's happening right now in our country. I look at these college campuses and I say, wait a second, can there be this many people on this campus that are anti-Jewish? I went to college. You know, I mean, I, I, I never saw this. I mean, it was, uh, they weren't an excluded part of our, of our uh, you know, population. All of a sudden, you see this massive uh, effort to, to marginalize and minimize uh, the Jewish uh, segment of the community. And I'm thinking, this isn't right. This is something, this is part maybe of a long term plan to weaken us as a country. You know, and and I think it's effective. I think it's working. You know, you I, got, think there's, I saw some interviews, Bill, in Times Square where they were supposed to be students, and some of these kids couldn't speak English.
1: Well, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of effort to weaken our country and and dismantle it. There's the I think I mentioned to you earlier the story up in uh, what is it. Uh, hem trunk or something like that Tranker. it's a town in Michigan Mm -hmm. where they're they're banning lgbtq stuff from public buildings Mm -hmm. but all flags too and all flags uh, that's the big question the american flag and i'm going well wait a minute now did they embrace lgbtq and black lives matters and they use them as pawns to get at the real target the symbol of uh our, our country, yeah, the American yeah. flag? You know, you yeah. shouldn't...
0: What they're doing is they're putting these other flags on the same level as our national flag. You know, they're saying, oh, well, LGBTQ, no uh, this flag, no that flag, and no American flag, too. No flags at all. No flags yeah, at yeah,
1: all. Everything's divisive, so yeah. let's take it all down. You take down that flag. And by the way, the American flag in my book, mm-hmm. you don't need an LGBTQ flag because... It represents and embodies everybody and right. everybody's freedoms. Now, whether I approve of your lifestyle or not, doesn't matter. You know, it that flag includes you mm-hmm. and your free will and your freedom of speech and your right to be who you are. Period. Blanket. Right. That's it. Done. End of story. But, you know, there's been an effort to, you know, to just rip out that flag and rip out everything. That is the basis of, as the Democrats like to say, our democracy. Well, you guys are the ones that are tearing it down. You know, is there
0: anything that this administration has done that is good for our country? I mean, if you wanted to tear our country apart, completely tear it apart. I would have elected Joe Biden. Absolutely. Because everything he did was corrupt. As a matter of fact, President Trump had a couple of words to say in Sioux City, Iowa, over the weekend.
3: (laughs) If you took the 10 worst presidents in the history of the United States and added them up, they would not have done near the destruction to our country as crooked Joe Biden and the Biden administration has done. Mean that. Remember, I used to say a month ago, I was saying, if you took the five worst and somebody came up to me and said, sure, I think you could actually go more than that. I said, you know, I never thought of it. Let's go. If you took the 10 worst presidents, this guy's done more destruction to our country than the 10 of them.
0: The 10 of them combined, combined.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny because the Democrats know he's bad, but they there there's there's an agenda here. I mean, and and. The left is so quick to protect the guy. Now, it's obvious that he's corrupt. I think everybody knows now. It's a crime family. He's Mm -hmm. corrupt. Uh, Even SNL, you know, where they picked on Trump, picked on Trump, picked on Trump. Over the weekend, Mm -hmm. they did a lighthearted pick. They had to tippy-toe on how they mocked Biden and his age. And I say that because I think that they know how evilly connected this guy is, hence Jill Biden's uh, ex-husband, who came out in an interview. I don't have it in front of me, but you can Google it.
0: Yeah, I I think we even have that somewhere. We have a copy of her. The interview he did a few months ago, a couple months ago?
1: Yeah, I guess he's got something that surfaced over the weekend where he says, I can't believe the power of Joe. And, uh, you know, where he's, he's going after Trump, like they went after me to take me down, and that Jill's surprised a part me. Of that, too.
0: that surprised me. Apparently, he, he kind of accepted the fact that she was leaving him, yeah. And he figured he'd go on with his life, but that wasn't good enough for Joe. Apparently, no. Joe turned around and started to attack him.
1: He's an evil bastard,
0: yeah. And this is when he was a young man, by the way, folks. This is not the old Joe we see now. This is Joe back when he was like 30. Big difference. Between Joe then and Joe now, I wish I had that uh, piece of audio where the uh, where he was being interviewed and the reporter said, well, you know, uh, uh, crooked uh, politicians, and we're not saying, uh, Mr. Biden, that you're crooked. And Biden said, well, I don't know if I would say that I'm not crooked, but and he, yeah, I mean, he kind of hmm. almost admitted like, well, I may be crooked too, but that's okay, you know. And I thought to well, myself, well, it was a warning. I took that as a warning to say,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm crooked.
0: Yeah. You know, you and know, I'll get your ass. Uh, the other thing is this uh, if anyone in Israel, and we have people all over the world listening, thank God to our program, God bless you, you, you know, and keep spreading the word. Uh, we are observers like you, uh, and uh, we have some comments that probably echo how you feel, and that's probably why you're listening. But if you're in Israel right now listening to this show and maybe you have some influence, uh, I would suggest not to pay too much attention to the recommendations of the Biden administration because these are the same military geniuses that messed up the Afghan withdrawal, okay? Understand that they couldn't have done a worse job, a more deadly job than the job they did. And to this day, if you ask Kirby and uh, other people in the administration, they will not admit that they screwed up. But anybody who has any semblance of military expertise will will say, well, it it's, was maybe the, the worst mess-up of a military operation in the history of our country. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, when, when, when was another time that you saw— Refugees uh, clinging to the undercarriage of C-5s and all these other airplanes as they were trying to take off. Some of them literally going into the air and dropping off a thousand feet. Uh, they couldn't hang on e- anymore because of. Oh, uh, uh, it's just it's amazing. They don't talk about it, friends. They don't talk about that. It's like it's forgotten. We forget that we left American behind, Americans behind in Afghanistan. You know, whatever happened to the uh, motto, no man left behind? You know, well, we left a lot of Americans behind in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And their answer to it was don't talk about it. After a while, the people won't talk about it and they'll forget about it. You know, we had to have private groups go into Afghanistan. I think Representative Chip Roy, the guy who did a lot of work getting some of the Israelis to freedom this past couple of weeks, Representative Chip Roy, he led a mission into Afghanistan, if I remember correctly, and he literally rescued Americans on the sly and snuck them out of the country with great danger to his own personal uh, well-being in doing so. Uh, these are There are good people in Congress, too, and he's one of them, you know. Um, so all I can tell you is that this the Biden administration should uh, you should remember from where they're coming from as far as their military expertise, Israel. You know what you have to do. You know that when all is said and done, whatever happens is going to have a direct effect on you and your people, your people. The we're not going to have now. There is one caveat. Uh, Iran has started to have its uh, its satellite uh, you know Hezbollah and things like that they're starting to attack american military bases in the region and they're becoming sitting ducks and if i were joe biden i think what i would do is i might get those men uh off their bases i would probably either that or reinforce the bases one of the bases has a, a minimal a skeleton crew on it they're they're a tar- Joe's
1: not going to do anything i mean He's going to do what Hillary did in uh, Benghazi. You know, they're going to be left alone, you know?
0: Well, if that, can, if that happens, then we're putting a target on our own people. I mean, we have, if you look, I saw a map of the number of targets we have. There's like 30 different little bases all throughout the Middle East that have been hit by Hezbollah well, and Syrian you know, people. And, do you uh, not
1: think he doesn't care about putting a target on American people? Look at all the people that have crossed the border illegally and what we just talked about earlier, the Syrians and uh, whatnot that have come over the border that they found. And those are the cots, not the gotaways. Right. So there's a target on everybody's head, yours, mine, everybody listening. has got a target on their head, and Joe has let this happen. Did he do it because he's stupid, or is it all part of a a, a master plot? Well, you know what? All Joe cares about is his fat wallet.
0: You know, I'm tempted to play this now. I think I'm going to play it now. It's six minutes long. It's going to take us. Sure. We're going to go a little over the, for this show, but we're all friends here. What's a few minutes amongst friends? Uh, right. Ben Bergwam, who is a reporter for Real America's News, um, he did a report. Usually he does reports on the border. They're amazing reports. He does stories uh, that no other network does. He's a sharp guy. And trust me, uh, mainstream media will never award him with an Emmy. He should get one, but he won't get one because he's not working for uh, the fake news. But... Uh, he was in New York, of all places, city, and he wanted to let the people know what's happening in New York City. Mind you, he's in front of the Rowe Hotel, which used to be another hotel. It's been, it had a couple of different Royal Manhattan, things like that. Mm-hmm. It is a huge hotel. It was built about 1925, 1928, thereabouts. It's a, it one time was a gorgeous hotel. I would say that now it's probably middle class-ish, you know, but you can't get a room there now because it's all illegals.
3: Just to give you an idea of the proximity of the Roe Hotel. We just walked down 46th Street from the Roosevelt Hotel. We are in Times Square right now. This is Times Square, New York City. And one block from this, actually a hotel I stayed at a few years ago, is the Roe Hotel. 1,400 rooms now being used to house illegals. It used to be a, a hotel for people that were coming in, for tourists that were coming in. Now try and get a room in midtown Manhattan. Can't do it. Or you're going to get it, but it's $500 a night because we're using them to house illegals. One block from Times Square. That's how insane this has gotten. They're actually guaranteeing that this area will be tied up with illegal aliens for a minimum, minimum of three years before they dissipate out into the wilderness of the United States of America. Between 46th and 45th Avenue on 8th Avenue, we're a block off of Times Square. Look at the beautiful buildings. Show you the top. Go from the top of this building. This is the Rowe Hotel back down to where I'm standing now. Got all these stolen scooters behind me here. This... Just to give you an idea, New York is spending 9.8 million dollars a day. The, the contract on this hotel for six months is 43 million dollars. The total that they're expecting to pay over 12, or excuse me, three years, three years, let I me mean, get my fingers right, three years is 12 billion dollars in New York City for the invasion that we have on our southern borders. I mean, it's just you talk about disaster. It's just you you, you wanna I don't know if you want to laugh or you want to cry but the answer is screw you to anybody who says another dollar for this invasion point the camera over here you'll see these guys uh with the motor scooters i was filming them yesterday if you want to zoom in there dion you can see all those guys they kind of control this area these are all illegals that are over here i was filming over here yesterday one of them came up tried to attack me for filming okay they don't want to be on camera you're outside okay okay no. So they don't want to be on camera. They want to come into our country, get the free stuff. They want to be able to do, sit out here and do their crimes, uh, but don't want to be on camera. There it is. Couldn't speak English. From Venezuela. Probably from Tren de Agua. These guys are controlling this. I went into multiple different shops right here. All of them hate what's going on over here, but they can't say anything about it. They can't say anything about it because they'll be attacked. They are letting this city and all of these big cities, whether it's BLM and all this, BLM started it, we defunded the police, the police are neutered, and now we're inviting in millions of illegal aliens from third world countries that don't give a damn about our rules, don't give a damn about our country, don't give a damn about you and your family. runder no people are fleeing big cities right now all right so we're at the second stop in manhattan this is the row hotel we're one block from times square right down in the middle of the theater district this entire hotel has been taken over and now is the illegal alien shelter the entire hotel this massive massive hotel thanks to democrats in new york city Everywhere you go, you smell weed. They done this Ecuador. Huh? Ecuador? They only know if you say "mota." If, you're, uh, if you want to buy weed, they'll talk to you. Otherwise, not talking. So you got hundreds of scooters. Yeah, they're all and a hundred. They're all illegal. Every single one of them are illegal. Taking um, up taking up the bike racks. Where, where are the bicyclists uh, complaining about yeah, this? Exactly, the, the bicycles and the parking. Just and just uh, just to have them here. They shouldn't be. They're just a nuisance. They're just destroying the city. They're taking every inch they can. And then you got the drug deals going on on every corner. I never... So just actually spoke to one of these uh, shop owners here. Didn't want to go on camera because uh, for his own safety. And he said it's nothing but crime, nothing but problems out here. How you doing, sir? All right. Are you able to talk on camera? Not really. Okay, yeah. off camera. What do you think about what's going on down here? Problems? Oh yeah. Nothing but problems. Yes, yes, yes. Nothing but problems, man. They um took away teenagers, 16 and 13, with firearms in the in the hotel. Oh, yes. They're so guns in, in the hotels. They hide them in the carriages. I was just walking by pissed off, so just to give you an idea, all of this, though, they said, I talked to one of the shop owners, couldn't go on camera, but he said all of these scooters are stolen, they rip the license plates off, they bring them down here, and then the cops come in once a month, round them up, take them away, and then the next day, they're stolen again, so it's just, this is, it's, this is what you're doing, Democrats, this is what you're doing, you're just inviting in illegal activity, non-stop. So, spoke to another shop owner, doesn't want to go on camera. But they're all pissed off. All the shop owners down here, they don't want to go on camera because they don't want to be targeted. But he says it's nothing but crime. What's ironic, too, is one of his employees was a legal immigrant, came from India, went through the process, had to go through all the paperwork, did it the legal way. And now it is all illegals. Committing crimes, taking your tax dollars, and really just shifting the entire culture down here. And nobody can talk about it because they don't want to be targeted.
0: That's Ben Bergram from Real America's News. It goes on, actually. uh, But... You get the whole point. Bill, if you saw the video, uh, and you can see it, by the way, in Gateway Pundit, um, the hotel, it's a huge hotel, massive hotel, 1,440 rooms. And right in front of the hotel, where the limos used to pull up, where the taxis used to pull up, forget all that stuff. There must have been 300 motor scooters that were stolen. That were stolen. The, the the license plates were taken off. Most of them don't have license plates. They were all parked illegally in front of the hotel, sometimes double double parked, you know, stacked. So that and it looks like it's some third world country, you know?
1: Well, welcome to America today. Would you pay five hundred dollars to room next to what they're talking about? And I'm not trying to put down a, you know, no, they're people, criminals, Bill. They're criminals. They're criminals. Yeah, you don't you don't want to live next to that. And they got guns. You know, they get drunk, they do something stupid, or they fire at somebody, and it goes through the wall, and hits you. Yeah, that was five hundred dollars well spent. And we, well, theoretically, the taxpayers of New York are paying for those rooms, but really not. It's the federal government, and that means it comes out of yours and my money. People are fleeing out of New York at a an astronomical rate, the only other place that even compares to people fleeing out because of policies and everything else and high crime, high taxes. Oh, that would be California. 600,000 people have said, see you, baby, I'm out of here. And, you know, they're going, well, the only thing that will save us is, is the young people. But the young people, they don't have, they put a beautiful picture picture of, you know, L.A., and these four young people. But it was Photoshop. They don't have kids to reproduce. And even if they did, California promotes everything but reproduction and, you know. Family. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, they don't promote family or anything. California is a dead state. Thank you, Mr. Newsom. You screwed up one of the, you know, I remember when people wrote songs about California. You know, and what a great, lovely place it I is I left my go. heart in San Francisco, you know. You know. Tony Bennett, California dreaming, and now it's yeah, it's California leaving, uh, and uh, you know, uh, you know. I wish we all could get out of California. I'm not making those lyrics up, by no, the way. No, it never Google rains them. in and, Southern uh,
0: California. Andrew, uh, Andrew Hammond. You know, the thing is, with with uh, uh, the, it would be bad enough if they were just getting the room and board. But by the way, every one of those people in New York are getting a twenty five hundred dollar a check every month to uh, help them get, get, get through the tough world they're living in right now, you know?
1: And you're paying for it. Yep. I'm paying for it. And and when does the bleeding stop? And I, you know, it's, it's when you and I are out of money uh, because Joe Biden likes to say, well, you have excess savings, and by God, he's going to find a way to get it out of your pocket.
0: By the way, they get more than you get in Social Security. And with that... We got to wrap it up, friends. It's been a long show, an interesting program, and I sure hope you tell your friends about us. Help spread the word uh, because we are growing every day. But you, know, you never get enough listeners, you know.
1: It uh, it
0: only h- helps know, to get more.
1: Yeah, listeners. You know, it, it's kind of like we own a bucket. It's full of listeners, but it's it's got a hole in it. So we got to keep putting listeners in because leaky bu- buckets don't stay full if you don't promote. Yes. And we yes. need your help with that, too. And
0: with that, I think it's appropriate at this time. Uh, by the way, we have a phone number you can reach us at, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868.
1: Mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and com. And I guess with that said, yep. hasta la vista, baby! Yeah. We are out of... Yeah. <laughs>